for tuning in to episode 23 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father, four ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or somebody that you know is struggling with pornography addiction, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. You can download a short ebook there that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Whatever you might be celebrating, uh, I it, it is the season, and I'm here recording bright and early, um, actually a little too early. It's still dark outside uh, before getting to a wonderful day of working with clients. But I have such a, a fun interview that I've been hanging on to for a little bit that I want to get to. Um, but first of all, I had, a, I had a story that I thought about that uh, just happened this morning, and some of the feedback that I've received, which I really appreciated, um, has been uh, some of the things that I've said, I'm going to do this, and then uh, the podcast kind of gets away from me. Um, but one of those was uh, sharing a couple of stories. So this morning, this is just one that has become very common. And um, that is, I love to get up early. I love to run. I love to listen to a good audio book. And I'm, I'm running this morning and I and I bring up the whole holiday cheer, even though I know that this episode will, will go up into archives and be around forever. But uh, in this particular time of year, I'm running through neighborhoods in my town. I don't, uh, don't really necessarily live um, in a big sprawling metropolis, but uh, there's some neighborhoods and there's some kind of outskirts. And I run all around and... And uh, this time of year, there's a lot of people that leave their Christmas lights up and on all night, and it's just kind of neat to see. So a lot of fun for me to run through the neighborhoods. But today, uh, this morning, I'm running through a particular neighborhood, and I'm kind of digging those. Um, I don't even know what you call them, but they they have the they project the lights up onto the house or up onto the garage door. And so there's a lot of different ones, and there's ones that look like it's snowing, and one that that look like there's just a whole bunch of colors that are kind of going back and forth. And so I happen to be in this one particular neighborhood, and I'm, I'm kind of dialed in. I'm listening to a book that's pretty good, and I'm looking at these lights. And I'm just kind of feeling like everything's great. I thought it was going to be a little colder than it was going to be today, so I'm not even freezing cold, and the run's going okay, and I'm just feeling good. And, uh, and that's when all of a sudden, I don't know why I did, but then I kind of just glance. I'm looking at these lights up on a, on a garage door. And I just kind of looked to my right and there's this like there's a skunk and he's all prone and he's got his tail up and he's turned back to me. And, and I see skunks once, twice, maybe three times a week. And uh, but man, when I lose my focus and I and I see one like that, my automatic reaction and actually it's whether it's a skunk or I've seen possums or um, or like sometimes when I get chased by a dog or two, I just let out this this blood curdling scream. And I and I know no offense to uh, any young children, but it's like it just I sound like a, a young uh, girl, just like I just scream and uh, and I kind of like jump back a little bit, which I think freaks the skunk out. And then he just kind of sits there and his tails all up and and to this day. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've never, I've never gotten sprayed by a skunk. I'm knocking on wood, um, and I don't know why, but, but just freaked me out. But today, what I noticed was the older I get, um, I think that this is the way that I'm going to end up hurting myself. So I, I kind of jumped to the side so fast that I kind of swear uh, I felt you know something in my knee go a little bit, and, and I just thought, okay, that's going to be lame after done you know 20 years of of running and the ultra marathon running and all these cool races and experiences that I absolutely just think are, are have been a big part of my life. And then if I'm, if I'm, you know, someday if I'm walking around in a cast or I've got a boot or something and somebody asks me how I do it and it's, you know, trying to avoid a skunk. Um, but 
uh, on with the show. So let me get to the plugs and the ads, get those out of the way quick. And always, thank you for your support and your feedback. Um, and questions continue to come in through virtualcouch.xyz. There's a contact form there on that page. And please drop me a line with suggestions for topics for the show and guest ideas and questions that you would like answered. And there's also a link down there a little bit lower down the page, I believe, that you can donate to the cause. Um, or I've been getting more messages through my therapist Facebook page. I don't think I've ever really mentioned that. So if you are a Facebook user, please search for Tony Overbay. I think it's Tony Overbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. And give it a like and spread the word. And with the release of each episode, episode um, of the virtual couch the podcast will take a nice little run up the itunes charts and uh, and that's just so fun to watch um, it's usually in the health category and that just blows me away so thanks again um, that's just a, a real fun thing to see every time that i that i release a new episode and i'm trying to get one or two out a week um, i have a few interviews that i've already recorded i've got two amazing interviews coming up later this week we'll see when we can get those out um, but if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and rate and review and share wherever you get your podcasts. And I also need to, um, I'm, I'm so bad at the plugs, uh, but I have an Instagram page, which is, is tiny. Um, don't tease it. Don't make fun of it, but it's virtual couch and I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have more content on there. Um, as things kind of get progress. So, but for now, uh, not a lot there, but um, feel free to go ahead and like that if you're an Instagram person. And then Twitter, uh, you know, there's just so much stuff to follow. This is where I feel like the old man yelling, get off my lawn, because it's like I can barely stay up with uh, trying to put things out there on Facebook. And then there's uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that sort of thing. Um, but the, the Twitter, that's the old man in me, right? Uh, the Twitter. But on the Twitter, it's at Tony Overbay. And I do know that uh, I've had some people that have had some fun other therapists where they have tweeted out, uh, you know, I've got this person coming in for an interview. And so give me some questions so that if you're a Twitter person, then that might be a nice way if I'm going to communicate through some of those things. And also toying with the fact of uh, or toying with the idea of doing maybe a Facebook Live Q&A. Uh, had some other therapists that have suggested that as well. They've had some nice feedback there, and uh, I just absolutely love talking about the you know parenting and couples communication and uh, addiction recovery, all that sort of thing. So I might try to do some of those things in the near future as well. So here we go. Thanks to our sponsors, Eli's Extracts. My shiny bald head was shaven today with some Eli's Extracts. Uh, today, as a matter of fact, was the um, the 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 flavor, uh, Oceana, which is lemon, lime, and eucalyptus. used to be my absolute favorite. I've kind of moved into this Rangoon phase, um, but the Oceana is amazing. And I'm back to shaving the old bean daily, and that has only been possible since cutting over to Eli's Extracts a couple of years ago because it is, uh, it is seriously, it's the smoothest thing I've ever shaved with. And then I think the, the wonderful scents um, through the essential oils, but there's some nice natural healing properties in the essential oils as well. So uh, you can use the virtual couch, all one word, coupon code and get 25% off your order. That's at Eli's, E-L-I-S-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S.com. And if you're looking for internet filtering software, I highly, highly recommend Covenant Eyes, and that's at CovenantEyes.com. If you sign up, please use the code Virtual Couch, and they throw a couple of shekels our way, and that helps pay for the podcast hosting and equipment and that kind of thing. So that is it for the plugs. So let's get to today's interview. You've heard her a couple of times here on the Virtual Couch. Her name is Robin Copa, and Robin runs a great Facebook page called Parenting Magic, and I highly recommend finding that page on Facebook and liking it, watching her videos and interviews. I was on there again this morning, and she also posts um, nice inspirational thoughts and quotes and that sort of thing. 
But she interviewed me back in November for the site on how to teach your kids empathy, which led to a nice hour-long interview where we hit on parenting and couples communication and a bunch of other fun topics, which I then took the audio and turned it into episode 18, which remains one of my most downloaded episodes on the virtual couch. So real quick backstory, Robin had actually been to a class, I didn't know Robin before, but she was there in the audience of a class I taught on being there at the crossroads of our kids' lives. And that led to a conversation afterward where she had asked if she could come and interview me about how to teach uh, or develop empathy with your kids. So Robin and her cameraman husband, Carlton, came in to my office and we all hit it off. And I absolutely loved that interview and due to this day. And again, that it was just such a blast. But what struck me the most about Robin is that she is an extremely lively, optimistic person who has kids, young kids even, and she's a busy mom. And she said that she really wanted to put it out there that as difficult as parenting was, that, that she was just taking it head on, um, trying to make the most of her time as a parent. And, uh, and she isn't afraid to fail. She isn't afraid to try new things. She isn't afraid to think outside of the box. Um, she isn't afraid to ask for help. And so all of that vulnerability um, combined with her optimism just put out a really nice message. And I told her I would love to interview her and uh, just kind of get that message out. Because again, here's the therapist in me. Um, my heart goes out to to people with, uh, with kids who struggle with parenting. It's normal, but it's normal to struggle. Um, I have four kids myself. They're all four teenagers right now, but at one point they were all four um, really young. And at the time, uh, I mean, and bless my wife's heart, she's uh, lifted the lion's share of that load. Um, but at one point I was working from home and trying to trying to help as much as I could there. And boy, I would feel guilty when I would have a meeting or a business trip or just go because there's just so much to do with kids. So uh, I just love Robin's message that uh, her vulnerability that, it, yeah, you bet it's difficult. Um, but, uh, you know, as I've kind of talked about with mindfulness and, and that sort of thing on other episodes, um, absolutely. If you didn't feel like it was difficult, I would say, wait a minute, you know, I, how is that? Uh, but, um, but then it's, what do you do with those thoughts? What do you do with those feelings? You know, how do you kind of acknowledge them and, and move them on through and stay focused and present and, um, and just make the most out of your situation? It goes back to the book. I was reading it again with a client last week, The Road Less Traveled by uh, M. Scott Peck. A little bit of an older book, but it talks about life is difficult. But once, um, once we kind of acknowledge and grasp that reality that life is difficult, then life at that point is no longer difficult because uh, that that concept of kind of dwelling on this isn't fair or, you know, why is this happening to me or I don't see this happening with somebody else. Um, it's kind of like, what does that what does that really do for you? So, again, acknowledge it. You bet life is difficult. Uh, but then what do we do with that thought? How do we transcend that thought? And, uh, and I think that Robin does a nice job of saying, you bet, parenting is difficult. And then so we, what are we going to do about it? You, let's uh, let's kind of keep hitting it from all sides. So um, I did the interview with Robin a few weeks ago, but I hung on to it for just a bit so that people wouldn't get any fatigue from the, uh, the Robin-Tony um, combo. So I won't spoil the episode, but man, they came bearing gifts, literally bearing gifts, and they were amazing gifts. Uh, and on occasion, we're asking Carlton questions as well. He was off the, the mic off camera, so some of the audio where he's interacting may be slightly quieter than the rest, but still it's pretty easy to hear what he's saying. And on that note, they also recorded it or filmed it, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I am trying to post a couple of things uh, online. I posted the interview with Nikki Kimball up there, finally got that up, and again, boy, talk about feedback. That Nikki Kimball episode, if you haven't listened to that, you don't have to be an ultra runner to listen to that. Uh, she talks about what it was like having our kind of 
talking about her depression. And I have gotten so many positive comments about that and, and how that really helped a lot of people who do struggle with depression. Uh, but that, uh, but that, that video is up there. And so I, I will eventually get this video up as well. Um, I just need to drop Carlton a note and see how I can get access to that video. So let's get to the interview with Parenting Magic's Robin Copa and her husband, Carlton. Okay. Um, you were a hill. Do you consider yourself a Hillcrest Husky? Yes. Or, okay. You were. Yeah. Did you go there, or you just taught there? No, I just taught there. Okay. So I. But once a Husky, always a Husky. That's really? our model. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am an Alta Hawk. So my wife and I both went to Alta High School. Yeah. So oh, I, I've been to Hillcrest many, many times, and then we lived in some apartments that were right across the street, East Ridge Apartments that were right across the street from Hillcrest. That's funny. And so then I would go run the Hillcrest track. Um. Yeah. You know, while I was in, uh, while I was uh, going to the University of Utah. So that's, that's kind of neat, right? Yeah, but but we, we can we can do this still yeah. though, right? A husky yeah. and a hawk. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I you know I'm glad I didn't know that beforehand. Exactly, that's why I'm I didn't here. tell now you. Yeah. But now it's full yeah. disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry to spring now that I'm on here, you. Now here, so we'll do it anyways. Exactly. So okay, my guest is Robin Copa, and I have to remember, um, Robin has her husband Carlton here. He's a he's he's filming me, and this is the first ever filmed podcast. Woo-hoo. So right, it's a big deal, <laughs> and uh, and so I'm very self conscious about that. I, when I'm, you should see when I'm doing these. Normally, my hands are going all over the place. I'm yeah. leaning up here, and so you know I'm gonna be very calm. But uh, Robin and I interview. Interviewed, I was just interviewed each other. You interviewed me last yeah. week, mm-hmm. and it was just a blast, right? Oh goodness, I mean, yeah. it was it was such a fun interview. And Robin has a great story as well. So I thought we would do. Um, are you a sports fan at all? Yeah. Okay, so like a home and home is what we just did. Although I guess we're both both of these recordings are yeah. at my in my yeah. home, right? Yeah. 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 But so now I want to I want to interview Robin um, because uh, I, there, I'll tell you the thing that drew me the most was you are a positive parent, right? I try um, to be. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and that is when I, when you kind of, uh, I was looking at your bio and you say that you are an attention, an intentional mother. First, yeah. I, first I thought I said international mother, which is fair, <laughs> right? I mean, but an intentional, what does that mean? Intentional mother? I really like to look at the research and what's out there and what works or even tips from people, you know, friends. And then I try to do it with my family and be thoughtful about it. I think sometimes we get in survival mode, Yeah. you know, and yeah. then you're just like, it's just too hard, you know? So anyways, I love being a mother and I like to share that with other people. Okay. And so, and I think, so you're, uh, I think the millennials these days, you, they love to put everything as a verb. So like, are you saying that you are then actively mothering? Is yeah, that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Cause I like what you say. A lot of people go into survival mode and in my world, I just, I do deal with a lot of people that are overwhelmed or yeah. that are, there's a lot of negative, there's a lot of negative kind of in the world, but I'm not that guy that wants to focus on the negative. Yeah. So I just feel like with parenting in particular is, I mean, is that your mission in life to, to- you know, I actually did have a cool... I don't know if it's okay to share this. Anything. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I did. Um, there was a time and I was just, you know, reflecting and thinking, okay, what is my purpose? Actually, I was praying, but I was thinking, what is my purpose in this life? And I looked up, I saw a picture of my little boy. I had a little boy, um, just my oldest at the time, but a, a baby. And then I saw a picture of me and Carlton. Mm-hmm. And I knew... This is your purpose in life. It's to be a good mother and enjoy being a good wife and share this with other people. So I've had these amazing experiences that kind of followed that path without me really wanting it to be that way. Okay. That that have led me to this. So okay. Um, so let's go. And I want to get. I want. I want to dive right into what are these experiences? Yeah. What are these stories? Um, but give me a little bit of your background, okay? Yeah. Because um, there's some things in particular that I, I'm fascinated by. Uh, you know, let's go for the low hanging fruit. High school volleyball coach. Yeah. So are you quite a volleyball player? I love volleyball. Do you, do you still play? 
Um, not as much, no. But if I had a group, I would love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we played. Um, I played on the NBA. So Carlton got his NBA, and during that time, we had an NBA spouse team. Okay. So I played on that team. But yeah, I coached the high school kids. Okay. Where did you? Now, where did you grow up? Well, all over the place. I know. Oh, okay, all over the place. So yeah. Flagstaff, Arizona, I say is home. But okay. High I school lived, in Flagstaff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lived in New Mexico and Utah and. Okay, just kind of all over. Yeah. 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 Where Where was your volleyball career? What Where did you play high school volleyball? Um, Coconino High School. Okay. How was it? How was your career? Storied, legendary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on video, so people can verify this. Oh, well, gotcha. I can't. I can't lie. But yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, no, I had fun, and I, I liked it. Played in, in high school and then played just for fun okay. afterwards, yeah. Okay, so then after high school, where do you go to school? Where do you go to college? Um, I went to uh, Ricks College okay. in Idaho, and then I went to BYU. Okay. Um, got my major in, it's called Physical Science Composite Teaching, so it's basically three majors in one, Physical geology. Physical Science Composite Teacher? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, break that down. Okay, so it's geology. Okay, which Physi- is rocks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not to be confused with geometry, which is where my mind. Is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, physics and chemistry. Wow. And it's all in one, so there's not a minor to it because it's just pretty big. Okay. And then you teach high school kids that. Oh wow. Okay. I actually, well, I wanted to be a, a, a doctor. Oh, okay. A pediatrician. Uh huh. And just at the end, I was just like, I just really want to be. Um, I, I I like it that I can help people for a longer period of time. You know, they come into my office and. Yeah. You know, so. So did, did you have a, at what point did you decide you didn't want to go continue into the medical field? Was that in college? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was so, right around the time we were dating. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And did, Maybe did, when my grades weren't as good because I was kind of <laughs> occupied with something else. <laughs> well, okay, it's funny you say that because I, I talked to a lot of people that, uh, that, you know, I was going to be a doctor. And I remember several years into my practice when the first person ever said, you know, I was like, I'm trying to chase down this therapeutic lost dreams, regrets, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy just said, oh, no, 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 I wasn't very smart. You know, I was like, okay, thank you for staying oh. out of the medical profession, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was I'm glad thing. I don't have to see you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so then, okay, then out of out of college, then what, what happens next? So then um, I became a teacher. Okay. And loved it, but I, like, I swear, like, Sunday nights, I'd be like, I have to go tomorrow and teach. And I'd be like, no, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. My first year. And was that at Hillcrest High School? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did that, and then um, I found this incredible company. It's called Quantum Learning. Uh-huh. Uh, I first had some, they just came and did some conferences and stuff like that and some trainings. And then I thought, I really want to be a part of this. So they had this huge, you had to go fly over there. Do you remember that, Carlton? Mm-hmm. It was so intense. I had to fly out. San Diego. I had to send a video of my teaching. Oh, okay. And then... Wait, I, so the video, like, in your class? And yes. did you tell your kids, you know... I'm like, you better behave. Right, this exactly, is good. right? Yeah. And then like, they you guys be good. And then I'm like, oh, hello. Right, you know, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very natural. Very yeah. natural, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I, yeah, I sent that video off. I went to the week-long training, and we had to just present. They'd be like, in 10 minutes, you're going to pre- present on this. And it's just like, oh. okay, here I go, you know? And then yeah. you're presenting to a whole Okay, crowd. what was the content? What, what kind of things were you presenting? Um, oh, it's all, what is the yeah. company? yeah. It's all educationally based, so they teach life and learning skills to kids, they teach teachers, they train. Very uh, neuroscience-based. That's what, okay, yes. and that's why it's fascinating when you kind of put on here, uh, so yeah, neuroscience-based research company. So mm-hmm. so what is it, tell, tell the, now I get to say the viewer, right, not just yeah. the listener. Yeah, what does that mean, neuroscience-based? So they're looking at how brains work and then how we can best train our kids. So basically, really what parents want is to send kids to these trainings and camps and come out 
perfect. Yeah, you know? I, exactly. Yeah, they're ready to be social. They're ready to do well in school. So we tell the kids, if you want to learn, this is how it is. And we also give perspectives. What I like is this is what your parents are going through, and kind of give even mm. kind of open their minds to say, hey, your parents really love you, you know. And so uh, they would come to these trainings. It'd be like, so for example, I got to teach at Stanford, oh, wow. one of these trainings. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was like a teacher at Stanford, but I like to say, yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. at Stanford. Yeah, yes. a camp, when know? I taught at Stanford, yeah, I, I would start every story days, with that, right? Those yeah. days, when I was at Stanford. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So, um, they would come for a 10-day camp. Their parents pay a lot of money, you know, mm. to send these kids to, to these great camps, and they're incredible. Uh-huh. So, they're for 10 days, and then we would... We would train them on how to be social and how to learn, and this is what will get you better grades. And, okay, yeah. so and so was that a lot of evidence based stuff around totally. how okay how you learn, right? Totally, yeah. So you would kind of give them the tools, and yeah. and I think we talked about this a little bit on um, on the interview last week. Yeah. I, so I did some work in my practicum when I was getting my master's in counseling with kids, and it was the reality is because um, I was late to choose a practicum site, so then all of a sudden I was working for it was the Child Abuse Prevention Council, yeah. which was great, but then. I'm working with kids and I just, you know, I felt like I was giving them coping skills because I really wanted to strangle the parents in a, in a very loving way. Yeah. 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 Right? Way. yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so it was difficult for me though. And so, but I love the fact that you're saying you were giving them tools, but then you're also trying to kind of teach them as well. What, uh, it's a little bit of empathy going the other way, what their parents maybe yes. were going through that sort of thing. Yes. Okay. It was cool with a lot of research base. I, I love the idea of all the research that went in behind it, but uh-huh. then the kids need to be able to relate with it yeah. and be able to use it. So they kind of get lost in the details. So they don't present. Uh, we don't come out and say, hey, these are the tools you need for school. It'd come in and it's a party. The beta I mean, waves and the gamma waves and all this stuff that okay. they had in the research yeah. doesn't necessarily come out in the conference. Gotcha. Okay. More of just the practical they application. Right? They, would, they would learn it and we would talk about the alpha waves. But when they come in, I mean, there's music going on. It's all fun. It's all positive. Yeah. So it was kind of cool because I would do that during the summers, work mm. for this company and also be trained for this company. And then go back to school. I mean, school oh. was amazing. I okay. mean, such a difference. And our whole time was a party. I mean, I think people came in and they're like, you're teaching a chemistry class and we'd be dancing to learn about molecules, you know, and okay. turn the music on. And they knew it was a safe place where yeah. they could be crazy. And I said, hey, this isn't really a place to, to be cool. You just come in and we love each other and we would bond. And I actually took the first two weeks off of school just um, so we could party and get to know each other and bond. And okay. but yeah. two weeks off, you mean you didn't do a lot of curriculum you were doing? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Just to, to kind of build rapport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Car- is Carl a good answer? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just ask him. Ask all right. Him. All right. Are you a good dancer, Carl? Oh, yeah. I think no. he said answer. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. No, not a good He's dancer. Not. Even as you're saying that, I'm panicked. I'm thinking, okay, what if Robin's going to go all experiential here and say, let's dance, <laughs> right? Then, uh, yeah, then I'm going to bump the computer or something like that at that point. So, so I shouldn't say he's not. He's a good slow dancer. Okay. I'll say that. I'll okay. give him that. All right. I'm trying to be positive right now. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious, too, and this is a little bit down a different path, but I, I work with a lot of teachers, um, mm-hmm. helping them with uh, various things, whether it's if they're having um, individual uh, issues or marriage-related issues. But this theme that keeps coming up over and over is how hard teachers work. And yeah. and how much extra time they put in, mm-hmm. which then it starts to be okay. Really, they're you know for the most part maybe a little bit underpaid, you know, yeah. and and overworked. And then yeah. and I just I start hearing that from more and more teachers. Yeah. I mean, did you feel that way when you were teaching high school? I loved. It. I actually could talk about this for a million years. So okay. I mean, stop me if you you know. Okay. But, but yeah, I we would do really fun things like if somebody was missing in the class, 
we would say, get our phone out, and we would call that person, you know, oh, until wow. they came back. Like, wow. hey, we love you. We really miss you. And yeah. um, I had a guy in the class that didn't come for a while, and there was a really cute, like, popular girl in the class, you know, and she would call him and, hey, how's it going? We just want to, you know, and then he came back to class, and like I said, we would dance. And I think teachers are so worried because of the, the core, and they have to cover everything. Yeah, yeah, yes. But I like to tell them when I talk to them, hey, you can still, like, uh, my grades were awesome compared mm. to the districts for chemistry. So it wasn't like we, it's like you either have fun or you give all these worksheets and make sure you cover everything, but it doesn't have to be that way because when we learn something emotionally, we really learn it, mm. you know? Okay. So if the kids are dancing and actually experiencing it, then they're going to learn it and they're going to do great on the test. Okay. You know, and they did, they did yeah. really great on the final test. And I, and one advice that I got at the very beginning, um, from my wise, uh, department chair, he said, if you're not having fun, they're not having fun. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it was, it was a part, huh? And I love yeah. to go. I mean, that first year, like I said, I was like, ah, but once I got some tools to yeah. teach, I mean, I loved it and it was a party in my class. So before that, do you, do you feel like you were so focused on it was curriculum and were you, because I think what I hear often is, uh, it's the, the kind of the plight of the teacher, making sure that they, they are prepared and for every class and that they're going to, they're not just phoning it in. And then there's the, the grading things that happen. Yeah. And then, and these days, you know, I love these parent portals as a, as a dad, you know, Yeah. but then it's, I, I have teachers telling me, okay, but you know, it also, that now they have to put every, all the homework up on, yep. you know, online yeah, and then the there's like, thing. right. And then it's like, and then, and it's a lot easier for parents to communicate, which I love, yeah. but I've never thought about the part where, you know, if a parent's doing the, you know, get into the deep psychology that if a parent thinks, man, I haven't, I haven't emailed my teacher, they probably think I'm not very involved. Right. right. And now they're emailing just something and the teacher's got a whole lot going on. And totally. it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Right. I, really funny thing. Yeah. So that we had everything online, all their grades. And so we had a kid come in. No, it was a, a parent called me into the office. It's just like, um, Mrs. Copa, please come to the office. And you're still, even though you're a teacher, you're like, oh, you're in trouble. But I went yeah. in, and like, there's a parent here with you. And I'm like, okay, or waiting for you. So I go in there like, what? Well, I just want to know what my son's doing. So I'm out of my class. You know, I won't say any names, but anyway, okay. so I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's go look. And yeah. it's just like, bro, and I, oh, you guys have this on the computer? All right. Well, I used to could just make up a story and, oh. you know, I'd be fine in my day, but I guess not. And he just left. You know, because it's like, funny. well, it's okay. all here. Okay. So right. Mommy's not doing this work. Yeah. Mommy made a lot of efforts as a teacher to keep a balance going in her life to okay. make sure that there was not tons of... I mean, you you made steps to make sure that you didn't have to spend a lot of time grading. Gotcha. So you weren't kind of overwhelmed? Well, what I, what I would do is I'd have the kids grade each other's stuff. Oh. And I'd purposely say, hey, this guy isn't really friends with this girl. I, this is like a little thing the kids didn't know, you know? Yeah. But I would pass out different papers, and then they would be grading each other's. Okay. I did lots of different things. Um, scantrons. Yeah. Um, I never did really makeup work. I was kind of strict about that. Okay. You know, like you hand it in on time and you teach them to be organized. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But what, when you asked about why the first year didn't go so well, I think I felt like I couldn't be friends with them and I had to be the teacher right, and right. kind of like, and, and people get, and other teachers give you advice. Like you really need to be stern. Oh, you really, sure. And it just wasn't me. Yeah. And once I kind of shed that and it was just myself and laughed with them and had a lot more fun and then I also had all those tools from quantum learning yeah it just flowed like I remember a kid saying why don't you ever yell but if I did yell then they wouldn't listen to me and tell I yell that's a, that's one thing with parents oh, too gosh. they're like you know if because if you yell at your kids and they're like oh well she's telling me to come but she's not yelling yet I don't need to I don't listen need to. until she yells yeah you just you know? okay there are so many parallels that you just talked about first of all I remember still being in a parenting class um at church and and kind of they I think I don't remember what the question was something about uh, it, kind of saying, you know, you're going to yell at your yell at each other often, and and I and I, oh, I didn't, you know, and so I was yeah. kind of like, 
you know, I personally don't think that that's where you have to have that as part of your marriage. And this woman said, how long have you been married? You know, and at the time oh, it was maybe yeah. 10 years and well, you just wait, right? Oh, and I just, you know, now I'm 27, 28 years married and it's like, no, I still don't have to, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, that, I felt like that was the people kind of giving you that advice, right? Yeah. And that, well, it's, you know, you sometimes you, gotta you just got to, yeah, exactly, right? And you got to, you know, school's not fun. We're not here to have fun. Right, well, right, right. Why? That's how we learn. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is why I'm so passionate, I think, about doing couples therapy too, because I think that you can teach completely a different paradigm of how to communicate. Um, just like it sounds like you were doing in the classroom. Yeah. And, and it is. And I think that a lot of people don't necessarily even believe or they don't know that that's uh, a way to communicate as a teacher and student no. or as a way with husband and wife. I, I mean, that would be a dream of mine to go into a classroom. Uh-huh. And I've done this before and loved it. But just watch the teacher and say, hey, try this, try this. Because teachers, I mean, I had a teacher come up to me just recently and she wants to be a good teacher. Mm. But the, the class is kind of crazy. And so they feel like the crazier the class is, the more they have to yeah, put their thumb down. Yeah. You know? But you can also be super, super strict in a way that, hey, oh, not everybody did it that time. Let's do it again. You can still be strict, but sure. just in a way that has fun. And I, teachers want to do that. And parents want to be good parents. But we just don't have the tools sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And I think we talked about that on the interview that uh, that we did last week. Um, from a parenting standpoint, I mean, I'm I'm all in on this nurtured heart approach, and it's yeah. very strength based. And uh, but then you know, and especially when people are trying to do it immediately, and it's not going to work right away. So yeah. I imagine the same thing with a teacher, right? Yeah. You come in with all these new tools, and you still have the the quote bad kid that's going to act out. Yeah. And then I'm sure a lot of teachers say, yeah, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can I tell you just a couple yes. things that I love from our last yeah, yeah. interview? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. So this week has been crazy. I mean, I feel like I've been kind of this walking like Tony Overbay. I'm like, well, Tony Overbay oh, said, well, no, no. <laughs> but in an amazing way. So I okay, have a nice. friend. Yeah, I have a friend that um, just had a double mastectomy. Mm. Her girls are going to have to go through the same thing. And it's just overwhelming. Wow. You know, and I says, I know one thing that Tony says is like, you can picture it like cars and you watch oh, the yeah, cars yeah. go by, you know? Yeah. I think that was super helpful. Oh. Like, that, and I, that, so the mindfulness, right? And yeah. I, I have to tell you, I got that off of uh, Headspace. The It's a mindfulness app and just that concept, you know, and I, and I, I, I should, I will stop saying, I think we talked about this last time, right? Cause this is a whole new recording, but, yeah. um, in that, in, I was about to say last week, yeah. uh, but for mindfulness <laughs> though, it really is, um, when I'm working with clients, there's not very much that I don't recommend doing some mindfulness exercises yeah. to kind of change the relationship with your thoughts, yeah. whether it's anxiety, depression, addiction, you know, those kind of things. But I also feel like when I ha- when I'm trying to pitch it to somebody, I've got about 25% of the people that are just thinking it's a bunch of hogwash right. and not going to listen at all. Right. And I've got about 25% that then go all guru on me. I think on our interview, I said they go buy the robe and the clip on ponytail and the <laughs> yeah, sandals, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they bring in their own mats and we're going to do that. Yeah. But there's this 50% sweet spot that I think if, if they can even just understand that it's um, it's nice to try to pause, take a couple of breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth and not through the, uh, you know, I think sometimes people think deep breaths and they hyperventilate, but so, right. Yeah. In through the nose, out through the mouth, yeah. but then just kind of learning that one, having that one visual of that your thoughts are just these cars that are just, mm-hmm. you know, on the side of the road and you try to find a way to sit there and watch them. And then, because if we chase them, they're going to throw us all the way down the road or, right. or you know, we're going to kind of get uh, anxious interrupting the traffic or that sort of thing. So I feel like if I get about 50% of people that will do a couple of mindfulness exercises, they talk about the car example and then it does help. And then I just wish, you know, that they would really embrace the mindfulness because yeah. you can do so much more in training your brain. Totally. Yeah. Um, the best advice I've 
ever been given, I think. Um, so my brother-in-law, Josh, my sister's husband, he lives almost across the street from us. Oh. Yeah, but his two sisters are have a disease that will take their life, and they're young, 30 and 35 oh. or something. Mm. Um, his grandma buried five of her six children and her wow. husband from this disease, and it just it takes over your muscles, and uh-huh. you first become blind. And wow. I mean, it's it's a terrible disease. But his sister was speaking one time, and she said, "So she's. I mean, when you look at it, if you think of the entirety, it's like she's going to leave her kids, you know, without a mother and her husband. And she has such a handsome, cute husband, uh, you know. Yeah. But she said, my dad told me to live day by day. Yeah." Think of just today. If I think of all of it, it's too hard. But if yeah. I just think of today, you know, then then I can do it. And so I think of that too. Okay. If I can just, what am I doing right now? I'm eating ice cream. I'm having a good time, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, Being, it's present. Not Being present. Being uh, present. Yeah. There's a. Um, uh, I'm doing a a betrayal trauma training. It's the alliteration, right? Betrayal trauma mm-hmm. training with a group out of Utah called Addo Recovery, and it's and it's been amazing. But they also have at part of their. Um, recovery center they have a mindfulness uh, guru a mindfulness teacher and some of the other therapists went back for a training and they said that he he had him I think it was eat a peach for like 20 minutes you know mm-hmm. and it was just this experience of like I was like is that because you like peaches or you kind of get that no, concept I've, right I've heard the concept. have yeah, you it's beautiful right a raisin for 10 minutes before wow eating. yeah so I mean and I'm mm-hmm. telling you these these uh, these other therapists said it was it was the greatest peach they've ever had you know and then I learned that somebody else had gone to this clinic and I said did you eat a, and he's like, blueberry? Yeah. You know, and so he had done, he had spent half an hour on a blueberry, you know? So, uh, so that is kind of funny you say that. That's cool. Yeah. So just being present. I mean, I love that. That's, and boy, what a, what a story though, that if you kind of know that this, this disease, you know, what a challenge, but boy, if you don't kind of get control of the moment or present, then you're ruining all those yeah. moments that you have with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good I have a, I have a friend too. Um, <clears throat> one of my She's a grandma, and she her kids are all grown, but she's one of my best friends, and she said the same thing. I was, uh, Carlton and I have gone through some really hard things in the last few years that have been, I mean, where we can't sleep at night, super hard mm-hmm. things, you know? And she said to me, Robin, focus on what's in front of your eyes, and right now it's your children. Yeah. You know? And that is just like, okay, I can think of everything else right now that can be so hard or I can look and right now I'm with my children and totally enjoy them yeah so that kind of along the same lines okay you know and I don't know I, I want to make sure we kind of get to anything that you want to cover but but you when you we were kind of trading some notes you talked about just this concept of service service right mm-hmm. and serving and when you say that I love the I, I give a a speech I call the dog poop speech. Okay. So it's like, you know, sometimes when we come home, maybe from work and, and I'm in my own head and I just, I, and I do, I kind of want to shut down or I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I feel like, okay, so, you know, I got to get out of my head and then I can, you know, I can do some breathing and sometimes that'll get me out of it. But other times I head right to the backyard, got the little shovel and the thing, and I'm going to scoop up dog poop off the, the grass in the backyard because um, once I do that, then it's like, okay, now I'm looking at that. Now I'm looking, you know, I've got to go throw it away when I get to the side of the house. And it's like, okay, maybe I haven't done this. And then by the time I get inside, then, you know, there's there's just the normal dad responsibilities to do. And now I'm, I'm back and I'm engaged, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just that concept of, I guess, who am I serving at that point? The dog, maybe, I guess, right? Yeah. But I mean, it kind of gets you out of it, though, right? Yeah. And and you talked about service and in what uh-huh. way? I mean, are you, do you want to kind of talk about that now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, can I just say really quickly yeah. a couple of the things um, that, that were so awesome from this week? See, I was trying to get away from that. Yeah, I, I did that, right? I know, but I want to. Okay, all right. But okay. No, it's just been awesome. Um, another thing too. Uh, one of my students' parents, she says, I really loved when he talked about the the 
spirited wasn't spirited that she is but you know feisty child mm. she says i just feel like i'm like stop whining stop whining you know and so we did that we're like and carlton even told me to the other day he's like disengage you said when they're yeah. firing up in that moment just disengage yeah. and so my daughter annie is, is full of fire and she's just you know and we're holding out our buttons kind of like you said right you yeah, yeah, buttons, yeah put them away know? yes but she was just kind of you know and so carlton said disengage you know and we did we just kind of loved on her, but just mm-hmm. da da da, and and I felt like I was kind of on a beach watching a roller coaster happening, but not riding the roller coaster oh, with her. I like you know, that. Yeah. just let her do that, and that's fine. And she kind of like actually calmed down herself, mm. you know, because she's like, I'm not getting the juice out of my parents that exactly. I wanted. Yes, you know, and so she just kind of calmed, calmed down. So, um, I love that one. And then also another thing, um, I I seriously have talked about you in every conversation. Oh, that's that's why. So, I, no, but, nice. but no, nice. no, I just so that's helpful. But another thing. My kids were playing Legos, and my top, my oldest kids sometimes don't get along. Like, Annie's super yelly, and then Apollo's kind of like the manipulator, but never gets in trouble, but kind of does little <laughs> yeah, things yeah. on the side, the good one, you know, yeah. you know, he comes across that way. But they were playing Legos, and I was just like, now's a perfect time to say, hey, mm. just like you said, it, yeah, point Polaroid, out the positive. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, you guys are playing so well, it makes me think, you know, how much you like each other, whatever. And I feel like sometimes they'll play for a half hour, and then at the end, they'll start screaming, and I'm like, you guys can't even play Legos together. Why can't yeah. you ever play together? Yeah. When they've been playing so well for 30 minutes, but we point out the five minutes Absolutely. that they didn't do so well. Yes. So I, okay, it. that reminds me. Um, so every year we do a uh, end-of-year photo book. My wife has done that religiously for over a decade, and mm-hmm. I love it. It is such a treasure in our home, and we have a big one, and then we make little ones for all the kids that we'll give them when they move out of the house someday. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think started that for us was, uh, we would go to. We love going to Disneyland. I, I didn't go to Disneyland growing up. My wife liked it, so yeah. so we were all in. You know, especially when the kids were little. And we would go there. And, and have you? And, you know, if you guys have taken your kids to amusement parks, right? It's supposed to be this magical time, but really, right. it's like uh, just a lot of whining about people wanting to do different things or food, food. Or yeah. food. Yep. And then, and at that time, I think we had a double stroller, but three kids probably could have gotten in it. And so then it was fights over the stroller mm-hmm. or, I mean, it was just constant. And so like we are in the happiest place. Yes. Ever, right? right. Yeah. And yeah. so then I did feel like at the end of that, you know, we would make these photo books and it was almost like to convince the kids, see, you had a good time, right? Yeah, you did. And it was funny because, oh, right? and when yeah. they look back on it too, they're like, man, I loved going to Disneyland. Totally. I almost look over at my wife and do go a wink, you know, yeah. like it yeah. worked, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of funny. But I think, if I think if I had the tools I have now, probably would have been a lot less um, engaged trying to fix in those moments. And, yes. You know? Just yeah. let it happen. All right. You yeah. Know, whine about this and that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. that's that's nice. That's okay. Good. Okay. But with <laughs> service, um, the thing that pops into my mind, Carl and I just did a, a marathon, um, our last one. Yeah. yeah, just a couple months ago. Yeah. Nice. Where so, did, what, what, what marathon? Uh, Huntsville. Oh, Alabama? No, Utah. Okay, Huntsville, Utah. Okay. Well, we chose it because it's a downhill. Yeah. But the last half is flat and hard, and the first half I was... Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling great and doing great. My time was great. I was so happy. But the last half, you're kind of just going in and out in front of people's yards, and they're going places, and it's flat, and you're just kind of done, you know? And... There was this lady that was out there. I don't even know what she was singing. It was like, oh, babe, Marie. It was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. When I went by, at least. Wow. Okay, so she's okay. singing yeah. like these kind of intense songs, you know, as people are coming by. She's in her front yard, and her husband's kind of a portly guy. got his uh, cowboy hat on. It's a small town, you know, uh-huh. and he's looking at her. She's, she's singing. She has a microphone, a whole setup, a whole... Wow. speaker system out there on her front yard singing to each runner okay. as they go by. Oh, I love it. I know, but like, if you just heard of that, you're like, that's that's funny. Yeah, you know, you know? Okay. like, like yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, you know, and you kind of feel like, oh, this lady's singing to me. Is like, and then I, and, and her husband's looking at her like, 
oh, that's my baby. You know, you're just yeah. like so in love with her. You can wow. tell I'm so proud of her. Yeah. And she's singing. And in that moment, I thought, you know, you might think, oh, my goodness, that's really funny or like presumptuous. You know, she'd get out there and sing. And the, the happiness that I felt that she gave me, I mean, I, I could have run, I mean, those few miles after, I could yeah. do it, you know? And I just felt so loved. I just wanted to cry, you know? And I felt love for her. I'm clapping. Yeah. And okay. I just thought, you know what? Maybe, it, maybe from the outside perspective, you're like, that's funny, or maybe that's not very cool. But it brought so much happiness to myself. And I kind of, you know how when you're running, you kind of, you're already emotional. Mm. And I was just thinking, I want to be more like that lady. Who cares what other people Absolutely. think of me? Absolutely, yes. We're so used to like, does this look cool? Will they yeah. like me if I do this? And it's like, you know what? But is it what makes me truly happy? Yeah. And so... This and she lo- was serving the runners. She, she was. was serving yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah. So have you ever done the St. George Marathon? Have you yeah. Ever? Okay, so, yeah. so all right. So that one is my favorite. Um, and I, I did that when I got... I made it to the 10-year club. Like, that was my goal, right? Because you need a cool <laughs> t-shirt, right? Yeah. That was the whole thing. Um, but I love when you come into town and it's... Same thing. You've got all the high school bands. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, small bands. And I just feel like they are just doing that. That is service from the bottom of their heart. It keeps the runners yeah. going. But what I love even more are all the little kids that have their hands out, like doing fives, right? Uh, yeah. are, you, are you the guy that's giving fives the whole time? No, I'm running. I'm, 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 He's oh, very I'm, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Fast. Oh, no, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high-fiving them all. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, yeah. boy, what the, the joy that, you know, that they give the runners and yeah. what they're putting out there and their parents are the same thing, looking at them like... They, they gave you five, buddy, right? And yeah. I just think that whole thing is so much, uh, it's a it's little community experience instead of the guy that's just like, mm, you know, just like, yeah. I'm finished, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. You get so, energy from it, too. Yeah, big time, yeah. We try to really make service just a normal part of our life. Like, hey, maybe we have a little extra, we could give it to so-and-so, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the most amazing experiences we had, I have a friend, Sherry, that she just had her third um, brain surgery. She has wow. tumors, mm-hmm. and she's a mama and of a little girl. And then she had uh, breast cancer wow. as well. So, I mean, she's just been through the ringer, you know? Yeah. And we had some tiles in our in our garage, and I said, let's paint these for Valentine's. So Annie painted some. And at that time, there were some other people we were going to visit, and Sherry wasn't on our radar. Mm. But we kind of last minute, like, oh, we should see what, what Sherry's doing. We'll go by. You know, just happened to go by. I think sometimes we think service is this big, like, I got to serve, or I got to do something nice for someone else. But right. really... It's just not a big deal. Okay. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we went We went by a couple friends' house, went to Sherry's house. My kids played with her daughter, and then I visited with Sherry for a little while and um, gave her the tiles, took a little picture. She had her little wrap on her head. You know, she's lost her hair from chemo and then went on with our night, not thinking too much about it. And then um, she called, and she said, Robin... Uh, my daughter says, Mom, don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> what I <is it? laughs> But anyways. Um, anyway, so I just think, uh, so she said, hey, I just wanted to, you know, that I had prayed earlier that someone that, oh. she says, I was so sick today. Wow. And my husband didn't want to um, take Hallie out to, to visit family today. And I just wanted my daughter to have a good day. And she couldn't provide that, you know, just not feeling feeling well and so she just says god can you bring some kids for my daughter to play wow. with and in our circle of friends are at that time weren't a lot of kids okay. even i mean so there's just not a lot of kids and i thought i'm so glad that we went by yeah you know? yeah because i happen to have some kids okay you know, some so it, yeah, kids. it didn't have to be the the big coordinated we're going on a saturday and wearing no. orange vests and cleaning exactly. the whatever right yeah, yeah okay and so she says um, so thank you so much. I know that God cares about me because mm. you came by and she got to play with kids, you know? Wow. And then she says, after you left, I told Callie, do you see that miracles still happen today? Oh. This is a miracle that has happened in our lives. 
you know, and I, that was kind of life changing for sure. me. And then I, you know, I tried to tell my kids after that, you know, kids, this is what happened. I think sometimes we're, I have right kids, Carlton's really analytical and we really try to also teach our kids to feel things mm-hmm. and to feel like if God's talking to us or if we should help other people. And yeah. so I try to, you know, that helper's high afterwards yeah. say, Hey guys, this is what happened from that little thing. Oh, and another thing that just happened just barely, um, over Halloween, my daughter has a little business, uh, a little camp that she put on and a little business and for part of their camp, they cut out, you know, heart attacks where you cut yes. out hearts yeah. and then you put it on someone's door and yeah. Um, again, another thing that's not a big deal, but they went to three of our neighbors' house and put um, hearts all over their house. And this is, so this happened six months ago. It ties into okay. a few days ago. But, um, so they made hearts for one of our neighbor, Ted. Hmm. And uh, he lives by himself and is elderly. And again, they just went over, put the hearts, not a big deal, went on with the rest of their camp. So just barely at Halloween, we go to trick-or-treat at his house because he's our favorite. He does rocks and he polished varnished um wood this year oh wow so he prepares months in advance driftwoods oh it's okay really cool looking but when you first say he gives rocks i'm thinking that's not a great halloween but, but i mean it's <laughs> great amazing it. okay they yeah. love polished it. rocks or okay yeah polished rocks and he, and he collects them for months ahead for the wow. kids to okay. come and they get to pick their best rock and so oh, we wow. go i mean like five o'clock ish okay to go trick-or-treating to go to him first to get these rocks yeah you know yeah so my kids had gone uh, trick-or-treating, and then I, I brought Eden, my littlest, uh, just, just barely at, at Halloween, and I see these hearts out, like, posted on his garage. Oh. My kids had left it on their door six months ago. Six months ago. Okay. You know, and he has it, and it says, I love you so much. And I'm like, I bet Annie did that. I didn't even know that they had done that to him. That's how little, you wow. know, I didn't. Yeah. So uh, I see the hearts, and then we go up to his door, and he has these hearts up there, and he says... You know, my neighbors gave me some hearts, and um, my friends gave me these little hearts, and so I was inspired, and I made, he made a whole mobile after these, inspired by these hearts that he had. So there are these little heart driftwood pieces that he had varnished and made mobile so the kids could choose those. Oh, gosh. And he had done all that, and, you know, we came home and thinking, you know... Did you? And I asked for sure. I'm like, was that your heart attack that you did? And like I said, six months ago, it was this summer. Yeah. And here he has showing everyone. He's so proud that someone loved him. Wow. And was sharing everyone that came trick or treating and his special rocks and his special mobile. Okay. You know, so I think sometimes just not, it's nothing to us. Yeah. And, and and we don't always get to see how special that makes someone. I, I feel like uh, again, I haven't done the video one yet, but I feel like we need to look in the camera. And this is that part where go out and do service, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're kind of stuck on the couch, or if you're in your own head, or if you're feeling kind of low, yeah. Then I mean that will that will get you out of your out of your head. Well, right? and and that happened the other day. I'm in a nutrition group, and there was a lady that said I stayed with my husband for the kids, but now my kids had just moved out. The last one had just moved out, t- totally depressed. Mm. And this nutrition group is just mostly about nutrition, but maybe she thought it was a closed group that you know oh, she did right. an event or whatever. Yeah. And everyone on there was like. Honey, you need self-care. Think about yourself. Take time for yourself. And I'm like, what is she going to do? Like, just sit on the couch, think of herself and her problems, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. And I usually don't post anything or, like, write comments. But that time I just said, hey, um, I've gone through some things that have been crippling for me in the last few years that have been so hard. But I'm a busy mom of four kids, and service has been my lifeline. So mm-hmm. if there are elderly or maybe some people that you can make meals for, I think that will bring you some, some joy. You know, because yeah. everybody else was just like you got to focus on yourself. And that's, for me, it's been my lifeline to give of other people. And I leave feeling happier and being like, you know what? I'm not so alone. Mm. A lot of people have issues. And I found actually being vulnerable and helping people 
everyone has issues. Absolutely. We're all alone in our own boxes thinking we're yeah. outside, you know, we're yeah. outside yeah. the box. And yeah. One of the biggest uh, uh, things I love about doing therapy is when somebody opens up about something that they feel like nobody else has ever experienced or has ever heard of and they're even hesitant to bring it up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then this, that relief when it's kind of normalized that, oh, hey, there's, you know, I get it and, and, and then you kind of can put them in touch with other people, groups, or that, that have those similar experiences, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, okay. 35 minutes in case. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, all right, you mentioned your daughter's business, right? Yeah. And then you got on here that your son uh, has a cookie business. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking like, you know, you, got, you guys aren't grandparents and your kids are in their 30s, right? Yeah. Okay, how, talk about that, because you, you said there's some, some really neat stories that go along with your yeah. kid's entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So okay. my little guy Parks um, has a caramel popcorn business, and he's just super excited about oh, life. Oh, okay. Just a happy guy. I mean, even this morning. Now, oh, yeah. Like, now so this even, makes sense. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is a little gift oh, I brought you. I didn't bring it for the whole video podcast, but I brought this for you. But that is his little company. He does little. Wow. Caramel popcorn. I love caramel popcorn. Yeah. Um, so this is for okay. there's six. There's four for your kids and for your wife and for you. Or Not all for six you. for the office. No, no, no. That, <laughs> Right. No. Yeah. The, so the good news is my kids, kids don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm and I think like... my wife's pretty far behind. So, okay. you know. Um, no, that's amazing. So, wait, okay. how old is he? He's five. So, he's five. Okay. Like I said, he's super excited he's about five, life. He's five, and he's yeah. got the popcorn business. Yes. That's amazing. And he went out the other day, made some popcorn, and I said, hey, I'll go with you, buddy, you know, to sell, because he wants to sell door to door. Oh, wow. Oh, mom, no, 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 no. I want to go by myself. And he did. Oh, he went wow. by himself and sold out like that, because oh, they're gosh. like, oh, cute oh, kids yeah. on popcorn. I would buy anything from yeah. Yeah. Is it bad to eat it while we're talking? No. Okay. Yours, though, not your kids. Right. So don't, don't yeah, look okay, than, yeah. Than, I'm like, okay. This is the only one I'm going to eat. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. Okay, so, we have so, a five year old with the caramel yeah. popcorn business. And then Annie has a business where she she did a summer camp and now she's doing a Christmas workshop. So, um, How old I is think, Annie? Uh, she's eight. Okay. So, I think people are like, you have an eight year old running a camp. And my friend told me, she's <laughs> okay, like, this is so good. It's got that buttery flavor, I right? Know. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I'm surrounded by this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, off camera. Carlton, don't ruin all those other bags. Yeah. So <laughs> now Carlton, I, quit eating all the car- Yeah, now I can't take them home. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Anyways. Okay. Um, Wait, so you my friend... No, yes, but I've had enough. Oh. I, I think I have I like five serious. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that was just to be fair. Oh, okay, I thought you said caramel, he was eating the caramel popcorn off camera. Right. Yeah, exactly. you did. So you got to remember that. Okay. Thank you. So anyways, but... Um, so my friend said, oh, so it's going to be your camp. Like, right. it wasn't, wouldn't it be Annie's camp because she's young. Right, right, right. And she does it with her two older cousins. Literally, I said, no, it's not going to be my camp. And I really believe in work ethic. Um, Harvard says if you want healthy, successful kids, one of two things. One is that you love them unconditionally, mm. and they feel that. And the other one is that they did chores as a child. When they tracked wow. the longitudinal study, okay. they tracked and they went back and they said, oh, if you do chores. So we're really into chores at our house. But um, I think... Since my kids are been used to chores, they're they're pretty used to working, you mm-hmm. know. But so I said, no, it's not going to be my camp. It was her camp. I actually put my two little littlest kids in her camp, mm-hmm. and I was out there refinishing furniture, doing my own thing, uh, not even knowing what was going on. Every once in a while, I check on them, you know. But it, it was worth my money because she took care of the kids, and this time they have been doing all the planning. They know their what they need to buy, wow. and, and I think the parents are kind of like, oh, I'll put my kids in this cute little camp to yeah. be nice maybe or like have a little babysitting time. And they were like, what? When they came back, they had portfolios. They had pictures of the kids, and they had all their work that they did, you know, their fun yeah. art projects. And, and how old is she again? She's eight. 
Eight. She's okay. eight. And the parents were like, one of the parents, I mean, all of them, they, they also offer babysitting after hours, and almost all of them put their kids in longer because they loved it, you know? And then one of the parents was like, as, as long as, you know, whenever you do this, I want to sign up. My kids loved it, and they were amazed, you know? So anyways, now they have a Christmas workshop coming that's, up That's right amazing, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. all right, but we have so, another one. Oh, wait, yeah, I need so. to put these away for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. Right. Okay, so this is um, Apollo's business, <laughs> and so... He's 10. He's 10. He's 10. Okay. He's been doing this for... Two years? Yeah, he's an old hat. Years. Right, that's right. Exactly. So we started okay. probably when he was eight-ish or something. Okay, all right. And look at his little business card. Oh, wow. Oh, Apollo's cookies. Owner, head chef. Owner and head baker. Head baker, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And there's the ingredients and everything. Delivered yeah. to your door. Yeah. So he, he had DoorDash beat. So I actually was going to take the delivery part out. I thought, hey, buddy, maybe they can pick up their own cookies. Mm -hmm. Because especially living where we live, everybody's so spread out. Oh, gotcha. And I'm constantly driving people. But... Because he was learning, but then so you much. taught Apollo to drive as well. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, very impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, Apollo's really struggled with anxiety. Okay, not I wouldn't say really, but he he had some anxious tendencies. Mm. Every first year of baseball, I mean, he's in tears. He's oh, nervous. Man. Any new group of friends, he's nervous. He goes to a ball camp, and he he'd been doing it for three years. He'd go to a, a camp again, be in tears, and we're kind of worried about him and worried about him socially mm. and. We're just like, what What should we do? And we're, so we researched a lot about it and um, read some books and stuff. But um, I feel like this cookie business has been life-changing for him. Okay. Because he has a safe place. Who doesn't want cookies? I mean, he's delivering oh. the cookies. Yeah, yeah. He has a safe place to where they're like, you have my cookies? You know, and I really have let it be his project instead of me hovering over, you know, making, you know, he makes he makes the cookies from start to finish. Try one. Try okay, it. Try right, it. Right, just right, so right, you yeah, know yeah, how good yeah. they are. Okay. Um, but. It's his own little project, okay. and then he gets there, and he's learned to look people in the, the eye, to yeah, talk to people, right? to say thank you. Okay. And then kind of one of my greatest moments, like parenting where you want to cry moments, uh -huh. he was asked to speak at a 7th and 8th grade entrepreneurial class. And Wait, and he's in, as a 10-year-old, what grade is he? At the time. He was yeah. 9. Which is what grade? 3rd grade. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's in 3rd grade. Okay. And it ended up, three classes ended up coming. So he was teaching to three classes. I had helped him with his charts, you know. And yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like, well, Paula, what's special about your business? And we worked on these charts. He was up there. And just really quickly to rewind yeah. time, he had done a presentation in his third grade class where the teacher said, so if this is my audience, he looked this way the whole time and spoke and was so, she says he really needs to work on his pre presenting skills. He's, I mean, he's a gay student, he's a smart kid, and, yeah. you know, but she, as far as like presenting and social, that's where I wanted to kind of help him yeah. in that area. But so she said, yeah, he needs to work on his presenting skills. So with that... Um, seventh and eighth grade entrepreneurial class. He was answering questions. The kids were excited. Gosh. He was talking. He was confident. I was just like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, so happy yeah. to see. And really, he has shed all those anxious tendencies. Okay. He's just this morning we were saying how comfortable he is in his skin and meeting friends and. Um, he's he's happy and he he goes into new situations. Huh, we just want to cry. It's just no, like, I don't. And, and, I know. I, and I want to cry with the taste of the cookie. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's good, huh? Yeah, I was very self conscious because I, I my wife watches a lot of Food Network. I'm not a big Food Network guy, but I yeah. love my wife. Yeah. And I always make fun of when people eat, and I always have to go, Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah, so, so I was this whole time I'm well, like, What do I do? Bad. Right. You have to say that it's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? I know. Oh, your son's cookies are just great. Well, right. And I yeah. would, and I thought for humor it would be fun to do a spit take, but then if he watches it someday, then that would be. 
be, right? But they're amazing. I mean, they really are. Yeah, they yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, People say, these are the best cookies I've ever had. And so... Well, you of, know they're not if I'm like, but I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm full right now. So let's just, right? Oh, but I will, yeah. be, I will be eating the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, and the, you know, there's not very many there, so they'll probably just end up staying here. Oh, too, there's right? just like yeah, 15 just of them or something. Right, right, yeah, right. no big deal. <laughs> but it kind of has spiraled. Like, he, I think he has had these amazing opportunities um one of our friends did the website for him so he has a website he has his little hmm. you know his business card he made an investment in a mixer he wanted a bosch okay, mixer that is, so. <laughs> he wanted a bosch mixer right yeah, i love so it he spent he used to love it. his profits okay. to yeah, yeah. buy a bosch okay. mixer he split it with his mom cuz his mom could use it too he's, yeah. a, he's in talks with famous amos right now right <laughs> yeah. acquisition talks right telling <laughs> you guys to buzz off got a couple got lawyers he helping spend, out yeah. he doesn't spend his money on a lot of things so that he would spend it on that i mean he's kind of a you know he would rather spend time in his fort. He's always out with his friends. We're, we're really outdoorsy family, so he's always playing. Mm. And this has kind of given him a good opportunity to stay organized. Like, you know, he can't um, freeze these cookies because they don't do very well. But he knows, like, oh, my red velvet cream cookies I can freeze. And so <laughs> oh, he knows, it. like, oh, I'm going to freeze it because I have a baseball game today. And then I'll have it. And he'll, he'll also say, oh, I just want to play with my friends, you know, or whatever. So this has been kind of at his level you know I, I have time here I can do it here mm-hmm. but then kind of a cool opportunity too so we have an elderly friend that um, has made a ton like millions probably on the on the stock market you know oh, okay. I won't, uh, maybe I won't mention her name I don't know if she wants yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways um, so Apollo met with her and she gave her gave him her inside tips and like hey wow. if you invest here and so oh, wow. he went and invested and the first morning he put his investments and in, he's like a minute later uh, I just made this one and like a couple minutes later he's like totally into it so now he's investments and then my brother in law <clears throat> um, is do- flipping homes and has a business so he just gave him two thousand dollars to invest with that and my my daughter same gave a thousand dollars and parks gave money All right, who feels inadequate in the room no right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no yeah no but just these awesome <laughs> opportunities for them yeah, yeah. you know yeah. to invest money in that's, and a, that's so though I, I don't mean to i don't mean to talk with food in my mouth first of all but that's amazing i'm not, yeah. i mean i it is it is it is and so and I, I'll tell you from the uh, therapist point of view, right? So there probably are people right now saying, man, I'm a horrible whatever. No, no, no. no. Like, this, learn from this, right? This is amazing. All, yeah. All it is is, and the thing is, too, everyone asks me because people are pretty interested. They're like, wait, oh, Apollo yeah. is a cookie? What? Oh, you know? yeah. And so I have a lot of parents asking me about that, and they just feel kind of overwhelmed, like, oh, this whole business. But it really started with, you know, he went door to door. He got the idea from his cousin. He okay. got the idea from his cousin. His cousin was selling cookies after school. Oh, he went I, I smell lawsuit down the road, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. He wants know. a piece of that action yeah, now, know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But and, and the thing is, too, you kind of think, oh, I have to, what is my kid passionate about at this age? Well, Paul's not really passionate about cookies, honestly. Yeah. But he's passionate about money. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, and he really likes money. And so he'll earn this money and he just got some cool things for his fort that he spent some money, but in general, he doesn't. I love that though. And uh, another joke I missed on that one though, and his cousin is Otis Funkelmeyer, right? That would have <laughs> yeah, been Yeah, exactly. I know. I, know. I, I know. missed I, I, I went right that. Exactly, yeah. right? Um, and I have to tell you very briefly uh, so, the me being authentic, where my mind went was um, I tried to put back in the dot com days, I took 500 bucks, put it in an Ameritrade account. Lost 300 in about five minutes, let the other 200 sit there, and then uh, a couple years later thought, you know, I think I'm ready to do something with that. And I didn't realize if you go under a certain threshold, they charge you a monthly fee. And so I was... Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, so I was out of money. So <laughs> so when you're talking about, you know, he's put a little bit of money here, he's kind of investing in here, and I'm just thinking, I couldn't manage 500 bucks oh. online, and I'm an adult, <laughs> right? So that that's the part that I'm struggling with. Well, so that's so he's cool. Learning that. He's learning spreadsheets, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And But I said with uh, passion, Annie... 
we we did a card making business. We you know I thought or Annie wanted to do cards, but it never happens because she doesn't like to reproduce sixty of the same cards. Oh. But she will spend all day every day planning a camp. Wow. So you kind of kind of you know yeah. just guy. And yeah. I feel like I'm kind of the guy. I actually wrap his cookies and stuff for him. That's that's my job. But I think parents feel overwhelmed. But really, it's been his company, do his you, project, and it's given him the confidence. Yeah. Does he know? pay? Does he pay you to wrap cookies? No. Uh, we mm. Talk about that, right? Yeah. He has to buy the ingredients, but does he? No. Yeah. That's, 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 it's, it's all his thing. So I think uh, what what I like too is it uh, kind of ties in when you talk about. Um, I think the the phrase often is find your lane, right? And I think yeah. as parents, we project what we think that a kid should do, right? Right. I mean, I don't know if we said this on last week, but um, and I have to say it very, very smoothly. But when pe- I don't, I don't like when people should on other people, right? You yeah. should do this. You should right. do that. So I love even that from, hey, what do you what do you want to do and what do you want to explore? And somebody likes cookies and somebody likes cards or a camp or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I even think that there are going to be parents here in this. And they're going to say, you're starting a cookie business, right? right? And it's like yeah. the kid might not like it at all. So, yeah. you know, kind of finding what they're passionate about, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I'm so glad that we've done it just to see, like, those anxieties and those things. I love that. Because then he's, he's kind of... I don't know. It just takes the focus off. again. It's kind of like changing the relationship with your thoughts, right? The, yeah. the, instead of those thoughts of I'm anxious, it's I'm the I'm the cookie magnet. You know, I mean that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. And he, it really is amazing to watch him talk with elderly people or adults or you know yeah. because he ha- like I said he has that safe place to talk about this stuff and they think he's awesome and they make him feel like a million dollars every oh, time yeah. he goes to present those cookies. So just, and every once in a while I'll say, hey, maybe you want to tell people thank you at the end. Or right. maybe you want to look him in the eye every once in a while. You know, yeah, and now yeah. he has this place where he can do that. Okay. So do so. his friends know that he's kind of a yeah. big deal? Okay. Oh, that he's a big deal. Yeah, maybe they want to borrow money and stuff like that, you know? He has he has he has kids that want to do it or they they'll come you know, he actually puts his friends to work when they come over. You oh, know, it's like, "Hey, awesome. you want to help me with my my cookies today?" We're yeah. going to work on loan sharking next year. Okay, there you go, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll lend you this, but there's a there's a price. Right? Yeah, our neighbors are like, "Hey, could my sons come work for Apollo?" You know, it's pretty fun. I love that. I really yeah. do. So, I mean, I'm mean, looking at we covering the service part, covering the um, you know, this entrepreneurial spirit or this nurturing where what what kids I mean, it also that shows what they're capable of cuz I, I also think that probably a lot of parents think, yeah, but my kid probably couldn't do that, you know? Right. But, but I mean, there's, did you ever feel that way? I mean, at first, was that kind of difficult when you started? I think because it started out so low maintenance. Mm. Okay, was, that's good. Yeah. It was just super low maintenance and it's his thing. Yeah. And even like, for example, my mom was like, oh, I have some, she's staying with us, visiting right now. And she says, hey, um, there's some uh, melt in your mouth uh, pumpkin recipe. We should do that for Thanksgiving. I said, hey, what do you think, Apollo? And he's just like, I just feel like I'm really busy right now. Cool. Okay. Because it's his thing. That's I would good, never yeah. let it become my thing, and it's his special project, I think, that has given him the confidence yeah. to be like, this is my business, and it's not my business. Okay. You yeah. Know? I want to make sure, so we've got about 10 or 15 minutes left, yeah. right? And you brought, okay, so okay, so about, yeah, so you brought some things as well. I want to make yeah. sure you get to anything that yeah. you wanted to kind of talk about well, as well. Just, just yeah. on the service one. Okay. Um, you might have this book in one of your little things that I brought. Okay. Oh. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to Good. share it with okay. you. Okay. So, anyways. Um, so this is the Dalai Lama and so this book, it's called the book of joy and it's with the archbishop and the Dalai Lama. And so it's like a Christian, a Buddhist, and the writer is Jewish and okay. they come together, you know, and they talk, he gives a it's joke about the start about, of a joke. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, how, how, <laughs> yeah. To, to change the light bulb. Two bulb. parachutes, three guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you, there you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, but the Dalai Lama and they wanted to give a gift to the world. They got together and they said, what can we give to the world? And they want to tell us how to have joy okay. basically. And so the Dalai Lama, it has excruciating, uh, he, he's speaking in front of, you know, thousands of people 
and he gets this excruciating stomach pain and mm. he said it's so bad he starts to sweat mm. you know what and it's, it's that's all he can think about so he has a two-hour ride to get to the doctor's office wow. yeah and he says on the way he sees kids without shoes and he realizes they don't have education and then he sees this man on the road that's sick and looks like he's dying and he said by that time i could no longer feel my pain mm. because he's thinking and so into them. Yeah, yeah. So he gives this quote. This is the Dalai Lama. He says, Too much self-centered thinking is the source of suffering. A compassionate concern for others' well-being is the source of happiness. Wow. So this is basically the whole book. I yeah. mean, if you want the cliff notes, is is that. you know? Well, then we, read that first part again, though, because it talks about the, what was it? The Too much self-centered thinking. Is the source of suffering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a compassionate surface or c- compassionate concern for others' well-being is a source of happiness. Okay, because I and I see that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I that. Uh, I remember one time when I was trying to I, first one of the times I got asked to speak and give these tips to I don't know view from the therapist couch or whatever, and I thought it was pretty clever. But I, I said, hey, you're not all that in a bag of chips. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, didn't go over as well. But the point was kind of <laughs> that you know I think people do. There's so much the self-centered thinking that it's. You know, I, I work with people that will even say, you know, I drove by my neighbor. They didn't look at me. And, I, man, they must be just talking about me all the time. Right. They can't, right? right? And it's like, boy, that's a, that's a, that's a hard way to live. If live. You're, yeah, right? If you're kind of just that much in your own head. And so I well, love that. Well, I think we're kind of in that world where mm. everyone is in their own head. You know, we're trying to... We're seeing what our friends are doing on yeah. Facebook, and we weren't invited to that thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And even moving here, there was a group of friends I really want to be a part of, and they're they're similar to me, and I love them. And I kind of felt, I don't know, maybe a little over a year ago, it was just kind of like, hey, there might be some people that you're not seeing, you know, and, and being with. And I've actually tried to reach out and um, be with with people that just need help, you yeah. know? And I've actually felt it's almost a high as if I'd been out with, like, my girlfriends sure. you know what I mean and yeah. you come home and you're just like excited about life and I felt the same way and it's been especially this last like maybe a couple of years we've really focused on other people even okay. though we're busy and yeah. it's been been amazing and but I what I wanted to share a little bit is just with elderly people okay um, so when I was younger we used to hang out they were the Mr. and Mrs. Winget, and we would hang out at their house when I was little. And actually, all the kids would hang out at their house. He would teach us how to weave. He had this, uh-huh. like, yeah, um, blanket making, and then she gardened. Uh-huh. And then a few years later, I got assigned by my church group to visit this lady named Dorothy. Okay. So my best friend and I, and I kind of like, like, with Apollo's business, my parents kind of just let me do, have my own little project. You know, yeah. they weren't in it. But anyways, so Debbie and I go to visit Dorothy, and we walk over to her house, and we knock on the door and, oh, we brought a little fern. It was kind of dying, but we're like, at least it's something that we can give her. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Because we're just little. We're like, okay. we're, we're little kids. Okay. And maybe junior high, maybe not that little. But we go over to her house and we knock on the door and she's like, I'm not buying anything. I don't want anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, we were assigned um, we were assigned to visit you as a service project. <laughs> How bad is oh, that? Oh, everybody loves you know? that. They love being a project, right? Yes. Who doesn't love being and a project, so, right? And she's like, okay, we'll come in. <laughs> okay, all right, well, good for her. Yeah. 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 So, so we go in and we give her this kind of dying firm. Hmm. Anyways, it ended, ended up, we visited her all the time. Like we tried to on Sundays, go visit her. And I kind of feel like when I'm with the elderly, time stands still yeah. for me. Okay. You know? 
we were loved on by this lady and we got to love her. Mm. Her husband was sick in the other room and we would bring her little goodies and she would crochet beautiful things for us all the time. Wow. And her husband passed away. And this is how much we didn't know what we were doing. Like we thought we better stay away for a while. Her husband died. That's kind of, you know, know, where now we'd be like doing nice things for her and go visit, you know, this is just how much we didn't know, Mm. you know, but Anyways, she ended up coming to our uh, middle school play, mm-hmm. and she would talk to people about her little, you know, her special friends, her special little friends, wow. and we came really, really close. And even through high school and then through college, I would write my friend Dorothy, and her mom, I mean, her daughter came and said, my mom has, always, has been a grumpy person. She was pretty grumpy. But when you guys came into her life, she became so happy. Thank oh. you for all that you have done. Okay. And then yeah. how does that, that affects probably everybody else around her, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it made us feel so loved and so special because we would go to somebody's house once a week or how often we visited and feel like we were a million dollars. Like, what's going on with you in high school? And wow, you're doing that work. You know, mom and dad are like, you better get good grades. You right. know, where yeah. she's like, yeah. what classes are you taking? Genuine what's concern, new- unconditional, yeah. all that stuff. You know, right? she'd be like, what's yeah. new with you? And so I think we often think of the elderly as service projects, but mm-hmm. for what they give to my family, is I feel they give so much service. Yeah. Don't, you, don't we feel like that, Carlton? That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That is. It, yeah. Um, 55 minutes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, I just want to share a couple of uh, cool things. Yeah. So, in Carlton's line of work, he helps the elderly. So, we've got we've had the opportunity to get to know him really well. And one of his first clients, his name is Albert, and he was very deep into Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And um, but, he, but he had a really special relationship with my kids. We'd go over there, and the caregiver said he'd be kind of out of it. And then the kids would come in, and it would, he would become lucid and mm-hmm. excited and he would, he would be so with it when the kids would come. Like, he'd look at one kid and throw the ball to another. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. yeah, and they would play ball. And I remember him getting little snacks for the kids, and they loved him. Um, we, my kids are okay with death. We've been to his, you know, he, he passed away. I was wondering about that. I mean, that would, that's a pretty valuable lesson there, too. Totally. Right? Yeah. And they're okay, and we've been to the funeral, and now we love on his widow. Annie and I have, you know, given her a pedicure, which she's nice to let Annie, you know, yeah, take her nails sure. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we visit her, and then... Just the other day, um, um, there's a sweet friend that is passing away right now, and she's she's in a, her hospice bed. And I took the kids over with me, and um, and I was rubbing her hands with lotion. And Annie said, "Mom, can I do that too?" And yeah. so she was over there, and I just like I said, Gosh. time just stood still. Yeah, I feel like we're so busy in our lives. I don't like sometimes I don't connect like I would, but I feel like when we go there, the old people aren't like. Facebooking or yeah, like yeah. texting and like, what did he say? You know, they're just like, Apollo, you're getting so handsome, you know? Yeah, I feel like that. what I keep wanting to go to is just uh, how much more valuable is that experience versus clearing the next level of whatever game or totally. watching the next episode of whatever series and the yeah. grand scheme of things, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 So we came home and she says, Mom, I feel like I should give her my, we made a haunted house um, for a graham cracker, a little candy. Oh, yeah, a little oh, okay. house with yeah. candies and stuff. Yeah. I feel like I should give her that. And, you know, the cards that they made and different things. So we just spent, I mean, we try to spend a lot of time with our elderly friends. And they actually, wow. I think sometimes we don't see race anymore, but I think sometimes there's this age. We see age. Sure. And so now some of my best friends are elderly people. And the other day, so I'm doing a whole series for Parenting Magic on, like, 
elderly and service and different things. Okay. And one of my best friends, her kids have all grown. She's one of my best friends. And we garage sale together and we have fun. Mm-hmm. She's going to do, do it with me. But um, another friend I was talking to, she says, you know, I feel like, and, and you mentioned crossroads. Like yeah. you want to be at your kid's crossroads yeah. to be there when they're making these big decisions. And she says, I feel like for the wisdom I have that I could kind of help someone younger, mm-hmm. you know, that's going through something, um, whether it be addiction or different things, you know, kind of help them on a different path. You know, and I think they offer that wisdom and yeah. for me that calmness, you know, that, oh, maybe, maybe try this instead. And, um, and like I said, it was one of my other friends that said, just face what's ever in front of you, you know, because they've all had hard times. And well, and yeah. I think like you were kind of saying, uh, it's almost with the youth, you got to destigmatize like the elderly too, right? Because yes. I think, uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people aren't even gonna uh, even want to hear that advice or get close enough to because no. that's that's an old person, you know. Yeah. And yeah. So I love that you're doing that with your kids already. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other the other day we went over and we have a darling friend and her husband was on hospice and we went in and the kids are totally fine. I mean, he, he was, he had probably passed away two hours, um, two hours, two days, not two hours. Okay. (laughs) A a few days after that. And my kids got to see him and he was pretty out of it, but I got to talk to him and just tell him some things, you know, and and the kids can see that. And then his wife was busy playing with them and having fun and, 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 you know, now he's passed away and and that's okay. Yeah. You know, Um, you mentioned you mentioned parent magic, right? So, what, where do you? What, this is the, the where where do people find you? What yeah. you know? What, what's that Just, project um, about? They can follow parenting magic through Facebook. Parenting magic, okay, mm-hmm. and that's how you and I connected last week, and it was yeah. the the I mean, it was the most fun interview I think I've ever done in my life. I mean, that, so, was, that really was. And I and I told you this, but I have not stopped smiling since oh, then. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been so amazing, so life changing. Oh, that's for good. Me. Well, that, that night I felt like it was the perfect. You asked all the right questions, and it was everything I ever get to talk about or think about or do in a session or whatever was just it all came together and it was yeah. just uh, I don't know I really appreciated that opportunity well I think sometimes people that live like up on a cliff and the beautiful stars they get to see everything in a great view they get used to it after a while and I was thinking that's kind of how Tony is mm. you know you get used to how amazing this stuff is but me coming in and just learning all this stuff from you it was just like this is amazing and then I've been talking to everybody about it and they're like that's amazing well, that, you know I think you don't realize because you're that you're doing that all day long. Yeah. You know? Well, I, that's really nice. I mean, I, and I, I love the fact that, I mean, that's a whole other uh, topic for another day where I, you know, I was in computer software for 10 years and didn't care much about it at all. And I'm so grateful that, that you know, I kind of found this because I, I do love it. But in the same breath, I mean, I, I am I am you know, worthless when it comes to fixing things or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. Right. So I'm just grateful that that was I felt like that was the, the culmination of, every, of everything I do get to work with and kind of all in one hour. So yeah. that was that was a lot of fun. So that was really kind of you to say that. Um, and great meeting, Carlton. Yeah, and, and I didn't even know we were going to be filming this one today. I mean, I was going to try on my own. So thank you for being sure. the cameraman. And, uh, you know, I'll get over the fact that you destroyed all the karma popcorn. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's OK. I understand. Um, and so, all right, follow Parenting Magic on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, this part of me wants to plug those cookies. Those are amazing. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's looking for, you know, a, a worldwide distribution. When I go look at the stats of the podcast, it's like they're all over the world. You know, the people. I'll put it in the comment section. There you go. Okay. All right. Because they, yeah, they are. That's right. They are amazing. They are. Yeah, you know, he could actually probably invest in an airplane. Yes. Right. Yeah, and uh, kind of. Only about 50 million, exactly. So. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad idea. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, were you going to say something else? No, I just said, uh, we want to, we were like, sometimes we just want to do child labor. Like, let's just get your business going and we can, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. get back and do our thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know. paying rent now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I will have Carlton, uh, or Carlton, I will have, uh, I'll have Apollo on the podcast at some point to talk about what it's like to have oh, yeah. these parents that are just freeloaders. Right. <laughs> I know. You know, they're just like, they're riding my coattails and just see what that's like. 
couch, right? So <laughs> that'll be family. He'll be on the couch. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So, all right. So thank you so much for uh, for coming in here. And uh, thanks for doing the, the you know, you interview me. I get to interview you. I yeah. loved it. That was great. Um, and uh, and I maybe we can have you on again at some point to kind of, you know, that we didn't even get as deep into like the, 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 the neuroscience stuff that yeah. you've learned and some yeah. of the tools that maybe would help uh, yeah. kids or, or that sort of thing too. So I yeah. uh, would love to have you back at some point. Well, cool. All right. So, and Carlton, thanks for uh, all your good work behind the camera. And uh, I will, I gotta, I gotta get into this on film, but it's the first time ever, but, and you were literally on the couch, right? So I will, I will see, see, I'm always saying this to the, the great beyond. I'll see you next time on, on the virtual couch, but you're right here. So I will, I will literally see you again sometime on the virtual couch. Just might